From the 97.7 WAOB Studios at 6th and Busserin Streets in downtown Vincennes. It's time now for Legal News and Views. Now, here's Dave Rulligan and Jeff Cobb with Legal News and Views. Welcome to Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And we thank you for joining us here on a very hot Thursday afternoon. Pish posh. Pish posh. It's comfortable. It's not hot enough for you? Not yet. I used to share an office with this guy. Uh, <laughs> he runs uh, runs cold blood. I like it cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, we're live. And uh, we are at the corner of Six and Buster in the old Brevort House, downtown Vincennes. Uh, broadcasting uh, as you speak. You can come visit us, but. By far the easiest and best way is to give us a call, 812-882-3737. Operators fresh from their week's vacation, standing by to take your call. So, Jeff, how did you like the Barbie movie? I haven't seen it. My wife took my two granddaughters, both seven years of age, and uh, the, the, the granddaughters did not like it that much. Uh, my wife did. I guess it's a more of an adult fair than... Well, the one that you would like is Oppenheimer. Well... Oppenheimer's very good. It's uh, three hours pre- long. Pretty, uh, It flew by. It was pretty much based on the American Prometheus, which is the book, in okay. 2007. All right. If you can, say, if you can mess up broadcasting, <laughs> I can mess up Prometheus. Very good. Very historically accurate. <clears throat> There's a sex scene which they could have completely omitted. Um, Why? Well, really didn't move the ball forward at all. Well, well story-wise. You, uh, oh, oh, that ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, gratuitous. Seemed gratuitous. Give us a call. It I may have to go back and see it again to <laughs> find, post my protest. Uh, give us a call, 812-882-3737, and then Dave and I will talk about what you want to know. Spoiler alert, the other historical mistake that they made, and I caught. 50-star flag. The 50-star flag when they were cheering the bombing of our enemy. Well, there was a <coughs> anticipatory flag. Well, yeah, once you get nukes, you could probably take a, <laughs> make a lot more stars than 50. <laughs> Uh, by far, the biggest legal story uh, came from Wednesday. Hunter Biden? What? Hunter Biden? Oh, yeah, Wednesday. He was supposed to go to a Delaware court, Hunter Biden, and plead guilty to two misdemeanor willful failure to pay federal income tax uh, and avoid a felony gun charge as well as any uh, jail time. The judge, Mary Ellen Noricki, Norica. Uh, said, well, wait a minute, i got a few questions to ask. And she turned to the prosecution and she said, well, does this mean that you're not going to bring any more charges against Hunter, Hunter Biden or is he under investigation? Now, she knew what she was asking because the FBI, the Justice Department, is refusing to turn over any Hunter Biden documents to the House of Representatives, which is controlled by Republicans. Ongoing investigation. Because it's an ongoing investigation. So she knew they had to say yes or else uh, they have to turn over all these documents to the House. So the 
federal prosecutor said, well, yes, we are investigating Hunter Biden. The judge turned to Hunter Biden's lawyer and said, is that your understanding, Mr. Clark? And Mr. Clark said, no. <laughs> well, I think what the question was, does this prohibit any future prosecutions for anything? That's right. And Hunter's lawyer said, yes, it does. And the prosecutor says, no, it doesn't. And the judge said, you guys don't have a deal. And that's what the defense guy said, no deal. Yeah. and uh, That would be a sweetheart deal. Now, the judge hasn't thrown the deal out completely. He's, uh, she has given both sides 30 days to provide more information to the court uh, and to brief the court uh, on whether or not uh, to accept this plea bargain. Another interesting point was, yes. she said, if you want to remain out on bond, get a job. Don't do drugs. <laughs> she told him, go get a job. Find a job, Hunter. Oh, well, he gets $5 million or something from Burris. Well, I mean, did he spend it all? <laughs> I don't know. He may have a... Um, he, apparently, he lost some drugs in the White House. <laughs> now, that wasn't his Unsubstantial. Yeah. yeah, they don't know whose drugs it was. So... Uh, that's, that's an ongoing story that I'm sure we will revisit in the future. Um, <clears throat> hard to say where it's all headed other than um, Hunter Biden and his lawyers who thought they had everything taken care of and wrapped up in a nice, neat package. They're probably having some heartburn right well, now. You uh, get deferred prosecution on the felony, plead guilty to two misdemeanors, and mm. don't go to jail, and... To get out of jail free for anything in in the past. Yeah. That would be a sweet deal. Oh. And I can't imagine that the defense lawyers thought, boy, we pulled one over on the state or the prosecution on this because I don't think any prosecutor would say yes. And, it, you know, if we find out you murdered 50 people, you can't uh, go forward. So Now, the House continues its investigation, and they're supposed to hear from um, Hunter Biden's business partner, who apparently has told the House, uh, but he's going to testify behind closed doors, but has told the House investigators uh, that there were at least 20 times that uh, Joe Biden, as vice president, participated is in this, the business uh, deal. Is this is a current or former partner? Oh, former, obviously. Former? Does he paddleboard? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's another story with the Obama chef. Oh, well, I'm sure that no one made that connection but oh, you. Oh, they all did make oh. that connection. <clears throat> Pickleball is uh, huh. very interesting, and these people <laughs> yes, it lived, is. Uh, had bought a house in near a park, and then... Uh, about a year ago, the city put in a uh, pickleball court, and apparently the sound of nonstop pickleball <laughs> from sunup till 9 or 10 o'clock at night is literally driving them insane. Now, I walked through Greg Park, where they have wonderful pickleball courts. Very nice. And it, uh, it does. It's the sound of a hard pickleball uh, hitting the paddle. Uh, that is the distinctive sound. And, uh, yes, it resonates quite a uh, bit. It was very close to their house, and they, they hear it all the time. Their daughter won't visit them, so they've started a <laughs> hunger strike. Where they, hunger strike. They go out and sit on the pickleball court, and some people cooperate, and other people say, you know, live with it. The city's tried to put up. Well, how uh, can you get rid of the sound? Well, they have 
told them to use foam covered covered balls and they put up some tarping to try to dampen that's not, it. That's not pickleball. Well, that's what these people say. <laughs> so it, it would be very annoying, and it's not like uh, it's one thing if you move in and that is an existing use, but if that use changes while you're there, um, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, they'll, they'll probably get pretty hungry, but it's in Canada, so I'm not no. sure if we'll follow that up or not. And they're very polite there. Well, let's take our first break here on Legal News and Views. That's 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, and 14.50 AM. You can give us a call over the break, 812-882-3737, and we'll be back with what you want to know. Advertising on radio offers several advantages to make it a valuable marketing channel for businesses. Number one, a wide reach. Radio has a broad reach, reaching millions of listeners across different demographics and geographic areas. Targeted audience. Radio stations often cater to specific demographics or target markets. It's cost-effective. Radio advertising can be more cost-effective compared to other traditional media channels like television. This makes it a viable option for businesses with smaller advertising budgets. Frequency and repetition. Radio allows for frequent and repetitive exposure to your message. Immediacy and localism. Radio provides real-time information and local content, making it a popular choice for immediate promotions and local advertising. Flexibility and creativity. Radio ads offer flexibility in terms of ad duration and format. This flexibility allows for creative storytelling, engaging jingles, or even celebrity endorsements, depending on the objective and budget of the campaign. Mobile and on-the-go audiences. Radio is a mobile medium, often consumed while people are commuting, driving, or engaging in other activities. This means your message can reach a captive audience during key moments when they're receptive to hearing about products, services, and promotions. And lastly, emotional connection. Radio has the ability to create an emotional connection with listeners through voice, sound effects, and music. Well-crafted radio ads can evoke emotions and capture attention, enabling advertisers to establish a deep connection with their target audience. To learn more about advertising with TOC Direct Media, visit OriginalCompany.com. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And uh, we, what I like to do is update stories in the past, and we have, of course... The Epstein story, which continues to give. Jeffrey Epstein, who was um, convicted of uh, molesting young women, and apparently, I guess, Lane Maxwell got 20 years for helping him. Uh, and uh, in this particular case, there is a Leon Black, not that you would know who he is, but he was the former CEO of Apollo Global Management. A billionaire, didn't, if you will. Didn't he give uh, Epstein a lot of his money to uh, manage? Or $158 million. There was some kind of nebulous relationship between those two. Well, it wasn't so nebulous, according to this or lawsuit. As Seinfeld said, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the lawsuit is in the name of Jane Doe, making it anonymous. It's uh, now a, an adult woman, but at the time she was 14. 
and apparently still is uh, and was and still is autistic. Uh, not real sure that's a broad general category, uh, so I'm not sure exactly what her situation was, but it, it was uh, she was referred to by Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell as a living doll to provide sexual services to Epstein and his friends. Epstein allegedly handed her off to Leon Black uh, at his property in New York City on 71st Street. Uh, Black is six foot four, a big man with a bulbous nose, it says here, and facial skin tags, and she described him as an ogre. Uh, but the lawsuit says that he raped her. Uh, and uh, well, That would be by definition, no matter what happened Well, next. that's true, but apparently he uh, forced himself on her. Uh, and slammed her into the wall with her crying in fear and pain. Uh, Leon Black, through his lawyer, has said it never happened. He never met the gal, doesn't know the gal, uh, and that they're vicious and defamatory lies uh, that have been manufactured by a law firm as part of the vendetta against Mr. Black. Um, so uh, we'll probably hear more about this lawsuit um, but my guess is, like most of these lawsuits in the Epstein matter, it'll get settled because the guy's a billionaire, and the gal suing him is not yet. <laughs> the um, writers are on strike. The actors are on strike, which I can't get too exercised about that. Uh, part of their issue is they don't think they're getting enough money, and with the, the change in marketing. Uh, some of these series don't go on for years on network television. They go streaming, and they may be 10 episodes. They're truncated. And once they go streaming, it's hard for them to calculate or get paid for residuals. Uh, some people, they do their acting, and then they get paid for years every time it's rerun, and they can't keep track of that, so they want those upgrades. Um, now, Netflix, in order... <laughs> Maybe not the best time to do this because they're also uh, actors and writers are afraid of artificial intelligence taking their jobs. Uh, Netflix is catching a lot of heat for posting several artificial intelligence-related jobs, paying like six hundred or nine hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're saying, you know, you won't pay us. We're on strike, and you're trying to recruit people who essentially can make us obsolete. <coughs> The uh, between three hundred thousand and nine hundred thousand a year, Netflix says that AI is powering innovation in all areas and helps the streaming giant buy and create great content. So, uh, AI is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and uh, maybe we can do this radio show full time when it takes our jobs. Well, some intelligence would be welcome. It'd be a switch. Yeah, format change. Change. <laughs> Uh, I like to now go to celebrities in the news and Kevin Spacey. Uh, Kevin Spacey was tried in a court in London, England, uh, for four uh, by four men, uh, three testifying that he aggressively groped them, and a fourth saying that uh, he uh, actually had sexual activity with the fourth man. Uh, the jury found Kevin Spacey not guilty. Uh, in the trial, there were other men who testified that K 
Kevin Spacey's move was the grope um, and that he had they'd been groped by him. That didn't seem to impress the jury because... Kevin he, said he's just an aggressive flirter. Well, he said it was gentle stroking. Oh, uh, But uh, his lawyer said three of the men are liars. And what that resulted from... Um, one of them testified that he was groped while the actor and he were driving to uh, Elton John's white tie and tiara ball in 2004 and five. Elton John actually testified Kevin Spacey only attended the ball in 2001. So they were able to show that uh, some of the allegations were not correct. The person uh, with whom Spacey had apparently an intimate relationship uh, Spacey just simply said, I had no clue that he would later come back and stab me in the back 20 years later. So uh, the London oh, jury has different. given him uh, a pass. He didn't really say that. I would use a different metaphor. Okay. Disloyal as opposed to being stabbed in the back. Oh, well, yes, understood. <laughs> Not exactly radio material, but understood. Uh, California prosecutors have charged eight people, count them, eight, and they're suspected of defrauding millions of dollars from the state of California. And how did they do it? Recycling aluminum and cans and plastic bottles. And what they would do, California being very green, will pay, a, uh, pay money for those things. And so these people figured that out and were smuggling these items from Arizona. They would get truckloads of these things, which became cash commodities. I filed last week in the Superior Court alleged that the eight family members redeemed about $7.6 million using the smuggled containers. Criminal charges include grand theft, conspiracy, and recycling fraud. Who knew there was such a thing as recycling fraud? California's beverage container recycling pro program charges an extra five or ten cents for beverages you purchased mean in recyclable you containers. Never, you never put in your recycling something that wasn't recyclable. That's probably why that's they fraud. stopped recycling. That's probably right. Um, to su subsidize their redemption value at recycling centers by using containers originally purchased out of state, the suspects were able to redeem money that had never been charged. So they. I've been in Michigan, mayor still do this. They would charge like 10 cents extra for a bottle. Mm -hmm. And then when you recycle it, yeah, uh, you, get get it, it back. you get it back. And so the fraud is that uh, they were recycling material that had never paid that premium. What? Exactly. Oh, my. So they were stealing money from the fund. They found the group had smuggled. I'll tell you what, these people were hard at it. 178 tons of cans and bottles starting in October of last year. Whoa. That's only October of last year to redeem various unofficial recycling centers in the county. Uh, so, you know, you see all these TV shows and prison movies. Hey, what are you in for? Recycling. Step back. <laughs> yeah, I did the whole plastic aluminum can scan. Oh, my God, get out of my cell. More celebrities in the law. Michael Jackson died June 2009 at the age of 50. Uh, in 2013 and 2014, lawsuits were filed by Wade Robeson and James... What year did he die? Safe Chuck, 2009. Oh, I missed it. Uh, uh, claiming that they had been molested uh, as uh, young men 
by Michael Jackson. Now, the lawsuit, uh, apparently their, their accounts were shared in an HBO documentary called Leaving Neverland. They sued MJJ Productions, Inc. and MJJ Ventures, Inc., uh, of which Jackson was a sole owner. The lawsuits were initially thrown out by the court for the statute of limitations. They were then dismissed in 2021 uh, because the, the court found that the two business entities had no legal duty to protect Robeson and Safechuck from Jackson. However, that's been reversed. The California Second District Court of Appeals has ruled that the cases should go back and should go to trial. It involves uh, apparently uh, some change in California law uh, regarding the statute of limitations. Uh, so they probably uh, have more from this. In, in they the, recycle cans, bottles, and lawsuits in California. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's similar. Uh, Trump had that lawsuit, uh, what, $10 million verdict against him. Uh, it was five. It was a, a woman who claimed uh, that he had raped her, I forget how many years ago. A long, long time ago. The statute of limitations has long since run, but the, the state of New York had uh, said, well, no, we're going to change the statute of limitations for these types of cases. And they don't like Trump in New York. Well, that's why he moved to Florida, I think. This is kind of an Indian, uh, East Indian uh, version of Romeo and Juliet. A young girl kept cutting the power off to her entire village so she could meet a boy from a rival village without anyone seeing them. Ah. So they wanted to get together, is so that, to speak, air quotes. Possible? It's India, small village. And so the oh, people I, of the village story. had been on edge for over a week due to the unusual power outages that seemed to occur almost every night. Total darkness created perfect opportunity for thieves, so people appealed to the electricity company to fix their network. electric company came out and said, hey, this stuff's all working. No one could understand what was going on until one night when one of the locals stood watching the village and caught a young couple meeting under a cover of darkness. It turned out the local girl had fallen in love with a guy from the other village. She kept turning off the power so that no one would know. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what her uh, uh, penal penalty would be. Uh, she apparently was inspired by an uh, idea by an Indian electrician who made news headlines last year for cutting power in his home village to meet his girlfriend in secret. So it happens more than you think, at mm. least twice that we know of. Well, let's take our half-hour break here on Legal News and Views, 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, 1450 AM. Give us a call, 812-882-3737, and we'll give you priority when we get back. And we're back, Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And time now for that regularly scheduled segment of the program known as Least competent criminals. All right. Well, this is not our best least competent criminal, but it involves an unnamed 20-year-old man from Lincoln, Nebraska. On July 11th, not too long ago, he was pulled over near Norfolk as he drove his motorcycle at speeds of up to 106 miles per hour. That's when the police stopped him and found out that he had just left the county courthouse 
where he had been sentenced for, you guessed it, driving with a suspended license and speeding. A uh, judge had ordered him to pay fines for both offenses. He was charged again and bonded out of jail. That's all I got. I got one. This happened in Florida, believe it or not. An ATM heist in Florida came unraveled when the masterminds behind it apparently forgot the hefty machine would leave drag marks in the pavement. <laughs> Uh, the result was a trail of breadcrumbs that led police to the, a bucket truck conspicuously dragging an ATM on the highway. It happened about 4.52 a.m. Uh, on the 21st, last Friday. Upon arrival, officers discovered the ATM to be missing from its foundation near the drive through Drag marks could be seen on the asphalt leading through the Lake City Mall parking lot heading in the direction unseen. Officers relayed the information to other officers and they found the truck abandoned, and the occupants had beat feet and were not apprehended yet. But there may be DNA evidence, and I can just imagine thinking of, like, Abbott and Costello, your passenger sitting there beating the heck out of the driver. You idiot, <laughs> following us. I see sparks in our rearview mirror. And uh, that brings us to the uh, close of this week's Least Competent Criminals. Now, Dave did a story from India, so I decided to move this story up and do it. Uh, it involves Mahi Aria. She... Uh, Ove Maria? What did you say? Mahi oh, Aria. And she had a 32-year-old boyfriend named Ankit Chahan. See, in my Indian story, I omitted the names. You're welcome. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, I don't know why, she felt like she had to kill him so that she could uh, change boyfriends. That's not as bad as turning the lights off for the entire village. No, well, uh, she paid a, she got an inspiration from an Indian hit TV show called Crime Patrol. And for over two months, she plotted uh, with the hiring of a snake charmer for 10,000 Indian rupees. Now, before you get too excited, that's about $122 American. Takes a while to count, though. Yeah. Very entertaining. Uh, the uh, She invited her boyfriend over, uh, where the snake charmer uh, let the cobra spring his attack. The th boyfriend was bitten on both feet before eventually losing consciousness. He was dragged into the back of a car and left for dead, not far from the scene. Uh, his body was found by a businessman uh, the next day, and, and I haven't figured out yet if he died or not. Uh, police thought he... Uh, when you said his body was found, that tells me a lot, as opposed to he was found. Asphyxia. Uh, but then uh, Chahan's sister, Isha, said, wait a minute, what about the snake bite wounds on the bottom of his feet? That led to Mahi Aria and the snake charmer being arrested. So you can get an attack cobra for hire? Apparently. Reasonably priced as well. Thick them, Sammy. In 2015, a property management company called Paragon Real Estate Group tried to evict two dozen tenants from a single-room occupancy, SRO, hotel in San Francisco for hanging laundry outside the building. 
The same year, they passed a law protecting the right of all Californians to hang their laundry outdoors, no matter what any landlord or homeowner association would say. Prior to 2015, California already had laws explicitly protecting the right to dry. (laughs) That would be a fun protest, right to dry. According to uh, them, however, the right didn't extend to tenants in multifamily buildings and trailer parks, as well as anyone living under an HOA. In those cases, the management could do what they want. So they continued drying their stuff outside, and they actually got a law passed saying you cannot restrict people's right to dry and use the sunny California weather. Uh, I saw an HOA case where the lady or man had asked for permission to put up a clothesline, and they said, yes, you can put up a clothesline, and they did. And then after... They saw them drying their uh, laundry. They didn't like where it was placed. They said, well, we can see it from the street, so you need to move it closer to your house, to which this person reasonably said, if I put it closer to my house, number one, it's in the shade, and number two, my sheets will touch my house and get dirty again. So there's nothing too petty that we won't fight about, which is good for our business. Donna Hansborough uh, is a 13-year veteran of Lowe's Home Improvement store about 30 miles north of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, She readily admits that uh, the training at the store is if you see somebody taking something, let them go. Don't bother them because you might get hurt. Well, she's 68 years of age, and she saw three people stealing about $2,000 worth of tool equipment. Uh, She grabbed their cart, uh, and the person who was pushing the cart punched her in the face at least three times, causing a black eye. So what did this get Donna? It got her fired uh, for violating the company policy. After the story broke and became public, uh, the company said, wait a minute, uh, and they hired her back. But it, it, that you see a lot of these smash-and-grab stories, uh, and you wonder why isn't more isn't done about it, but uh, that is the typical company policy. You don't want your employees getting hurt trying to stop Because it would cost them people. more in a worker's comp claim than that, whatever the person true. carried out. Uh, Dave's exactly right. Florida Beach. Beach? It was a beach. It was recently overtaken by a different kind of weed than the seaweed. A large amount of marijuana washed up on Neptune Beach over the weekend. The Neptune Beach Police Department uh, wrote a Facebook post that they responded to a large amount of marijuana, which was washed ashore Saturday. It appears a large quantity likely broke open at sea and separated before coming ashore. Officers are on the scene working with public works to clean the marijuana off the beach. Uh, They advised against anyone coming out there and turning this discovery into your own treasure hunt because the marijuana had been floating in the ocean for some time, who knows how long, and had begun to degrade and rot. Please avoid the area until cleanup is completed. Despite the warnings, commenters on the post offered some jokes with one person writing, uh, asking for a friend, is it still available? (laughs) I don't know. I've lost track. Is marijuana legal in Florida and medicinal or recreational? Do not know. I don't know. So, But do not go pick up strange marijuana found on the beach because it would be my luck. I would pick it up and I would be smoking a, a, a biff made out of seaweed. 
Dave mentioned earlier about artificial intelligence, AI, taking over the show, and he's not too far off. Uh, Apparently, New York, the state of New York, has an AI program called Record Scout, and over a two-year period, looking at 1.6 billion New York license plates, it identified uh, a car uh, driven by Zayas uh, over the same route between 2020 and 2022, uh, which was suspicious of drug peddling. Uh, he, Zayas, drove to Westchester County, which is where my daughter lives, and uh, was picked up for minor traffic infractions, including changing lanes without signaling and going 15 miles over the speed limit. Police found 112 grams of crack cocaine, a semi-automatic pistol, and $34,000 in cash hidden throughout the car. Uh, This will raise the legal issue of search and seizure. Probable cause. Uh, so we uh, we will probably will have some case law on this soon, uh, a developing area not only of technology but of the law. The uh, I saw an article where this uh, company uh, did an AI news broadcast, and it was very well received. So a lot of the news readers, I dare not say journalists, except Tom Lee, he's a journalist, but. Uh, do you remember uh, Max Headroom? Yes. He was a robot, computer-generated yeah, well, kind of a news guy. They took the face of a real person, but yeah. I know, but the theory was all right, he all wasn't right. a real person. It all was right. Max Headroom. Okay. Well, Max Headroom has joined us. More Legal News and Views, WAOV, 97.3 FM, 97.7 FM, 1450.00. AM. Uh, stay tuned, and Jeff and I will continue to what, argue. That's it. We'll be Good. back. Have you lost Indiana Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks and territory. Is your network not performing like it should? Do you need expert advice on how to better your business's network, large or small? In need of technical support, but don't want to add the cost of headcount to your bottom line? IntelliSend Managed Services is more than your local broadband and voice provider. From basic internet connection to network integration and management, let our experts support you every step of the way. Don't know where to start? Give RTC Communications a call at 812-486-3211 for a consultation. At WAOV, we are proud to be a part of the Vincennes community. Let us help your local nonprofit club, church, or organization by promoting your group's next event. 
You can email a flyer to news at originalcompany.com. Stop by the Brevoort House at 6th and Mustard Streets or mail a flyer to Post Office Box 242, Vincennes, Indiana, 47591. Proud to be a Knox County community staple, we are 97.7 WAOP. And we're back. Legal News and Views. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. It's still time for your call. 812-882-3737. In my divorce practice, I always eventually say, Walt Disney never made a movie about a good stepmother. It's always the evil stepmother. That's true. Wayne County, Georgia, woman has been arrested. Uh, I don't know if it's Walt's fault. I think that was the fairy tale. The, the evil person was always the stepmother. My point stands. He never made one about... Well, they didn't have fairy tales with good stepmothers. Not all of his stuff was fairy tales. Well, I see. Bambi is not a fairy tale. Well, it's not a stepmother either. A Wayne County woman in Georgia has been arrested after state investigators said she forced her stepchild, which is the point of my intro, to start a fire inside their home on at least two occasions so she could collect the insurance money. The fire department contacted the fire marshal's office about a fire at the home uh, on July 14th. Based on the footage and the interview conducted, investigators determined that Ms. Sellers compelled her stepchild to start a fire inside the home for insurance money two different times. She was arrested on July 18th. She's been charged with arson, insurance fraud, aggregated assault, and cruelty to children. So where was the dad? And she says, hey, sweetie. Go set this on fire. If you're going to do arson, why wouldn't you just do it yourself? For two reasons. You, as an adult, are probably a better fire starter than a stepchild, although the child's age is not given. And if you're going to do a crime, it's best not to have what? Witnesses. So that was Georgia. The Long Island serial killer, or alleged serial killer, is Rex Hireman. Uh, he's charged with the death of three women. They were all sex workers um, between 2007 and 2010. He's a 59-year-old architect who lived on Long Island. Uh, they are now beginning to trace his movements, and they think he may be related to other unsolved crimes. Up to 10 or 11 other persons, I believe. Uh, for example... Just west of Atlantic City, two women uh, stumbled across the remains of four women uh, buried uh, in, a, in the same pit. Um, they were all apparently sex workers as well. And then there is a fourth woman, Marine um, Raynard Barnes, uh, who was found in the brush along Ocean Parkway near Gilgo Beach. The Rex Hireman apparently also had a home in South Carolina, and South Carolina police are beginning to investigate similar incidents. Strangely, his wife has filed for divorce. Oh, really? That's true. Took her a while. She didn't know. She and her children were quite surprised when Daddy was taken away and accused of serial murder. The IRS will end most unannounced in-person visits to taxpayers in order to, they say, reduce public confusion. So when an IRS agent shows up, padlocks your building, and throws you out, that, that would be disconcerting. And they say it improves safety for both the taxpayer and employees. 
Uh, the change reverses a decades-long practice by workers at the IRS who routinely visited taxpayers to resolve outstanding debts and other issues. Effective immediately, the agency said, unannounced visits will end, except in a few unique circumstances. So there's a little wiggle room there. Affected taxpayers will receive letters in the mail prompting them to schedule an appointment. They're taking a fresh look at how they do their jobs. Uh, Growing concerns over security in recent years have um, made this unannounced um, visitation that they apparently really liked uh, a little too dangerous for everyone. I'm not sure how much, unless you had a search warrant, I'm not sure how much evidence you could actually seize if you just showed up and said, hey, I'm going to look at your books. Maybe they have subpoena power. I don't know. Carly Russell is a 24-year-old woman. Uh, apparently lives near Birmingham, Alabama. On July 13th, uh, she dialed 911 at around 9.30 p.m. to report a toddler walking along the southbound side of Interstate 459 near Birmingham. Uh, she then disappeared for a while, returned to her home July 15th at 10.45. She now admits to never seeing a baby and uh, that there was never a missing person. Uh, She was missing for a while. Yes, but the motives are unclear from the story as to why she did what she did, but the consequences will be severe. Um, She'll be charged with false report to law enforcement and probably will be ordered to reimburse the cost of the investigation as a result of her lie. She might be looking for a new job, too. Okay. A woman in, Calif- in the Spanish region of Catalonia, Spain, has been accused of posing as a doctor and working in an ER for several months. The hospital, in uh, investigations after they received a report of the woman trying to work in another center without proper accreditation, During her seven months at the hospital, the woman has not been named, worked under the supervision of a senior doctor, and was involved in uh, several medical procedures. Uh, Their procedures were apparently, there had been no complaints from the public while she was working there. Her co-worker said the only thing odd about this woman, that she asked a lot of questions, which apparently doctors are not known for. On July 17th, multiple wrecks tied up northbound I-95 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Apparently, a tractor trailer with a um, bathroom facility inside the tractor trailer leaked the human waste onto the roadway. It caused a motorcyclist to lose control and crash. Lost his blank. <laughs> he slipped on the blank. Uh, the several vehicles crashed into each other. No one was seriously hurt, thank goodness. That was a blank storm. But the driver of the truck had been charged with reckless endangerment and reckless driver because officers think he knew of the leak but kept driving. When you got to go, you got to go. You done? Not yet. I can go on. Feel please, because we still have about five minutes of show left. A growing number of Americans, which may include you and me, Jeff, are now working beyond age 75. (laughs) Uh, I'm 72. You're closing in on it. Uh, American politicians aren't the only ones working well into their 70s and beyond. Increasingly, uh, people much older than traditional 65-year-olds are uh, 
continuing to work. Some of them need the money. Some of them just need something to do. They say it's multiple factors, inflation, not enough retirement savings, or um, as you would assume, things of that nature. And apparently people are living longer, healthier lives. So maybe they can continue to pay into Social Security for people like us. Uh, Speaking of elderly people working, Feinstein, uh, she was... 80-some years old. She was supposed to be, uh, they were having a vote. What about Mitch McConnell? I'm coming up to that. She, they were having a vote, and uh, when it was her turn, she started to do a speech, and the chairman just said, just say aye. And she kept trying to do her speech, and four or five, just say aye. And then finally, Diane said aye. She's a little long in the tooth. Oh, Mitch yeah. McConnell, just uh, maybe the, there was a glitch in the matrix because his programming failed. He just stopped. Maybe we should have, I'm an elderly person, or maybe we should have younger people leading us. I don't know. Oh, I'd put you middle age. <laughs> well, my, the right goalpost of what's old has been moving right <laughs> for a long time with me. This is not necessarily a legal story, but it fascinates me. The Toronto Zoo has a gorilla named Nasser. Uh, is that a gorilla or a boyrilla? A gorilla. And the uh, Nasser apparently loves photos and videos on the phone. And people uh, have been showing him photos and videos on their phone. Uh, the Toronto Zoo posted a sign that says, Nasser is fascinated by videos, and screen time would dominate his life if he had his way. It's causing him to be distracted, not interacting with other gorillas. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Nasser ain't the only one. Yeah, uh, most uh, children and young adults. That's and, right, uh, old adults. My grandkids. Uh, so uh, they have uh, asked <laughs> that visitors to the Toronto Zoo not share with Nasser their uh, their phones or other devices. Tennessee student suing his school district after he was suspended for posting memes making fun of his principal. The 17-year-old shared three memes that he made and published online with the principal's face cut out on different backgrounds. Uh, one of them showed the principal as a cat in a French maid's outfit and other wacky stuff like that. <laughs> With support from the uh, the school, student and his advocates call the punishment a violation of his First Amendment and constitutional rights. The uh, Supreme Court has ruled that uh, students do not leave their constitutional rights at the door when they go in, and especially if it's on their own time and is not disruptive to the educational process. Uh, so they want uh, the suspension removed from his permanent record. And uh, you know, some of the, here again, I would never have known about this if they had just laughed it off and moved on. But apparently somebody got their feelings hurt, and you can't make fun of me. Okay, Mr. Withers, says Archie and Jughead. What? Comic books. No one has read an Archie and Jughead comic There's book. a lot of Archie aficionados. There's a TV show. What? Yes. Son of a... <laughs> Montgomery, Alabama, July 11th, gives us the story of a carjacking um, at gunpoint. The carjacking was carried out by an 8-year-old boy. Uh, he's been charged with first-degree robbery. Uh, officer tried to stop the car, but the eight-year-old would not. 
a witness said he saw the kid pick up two adults along the way. Uh, he, the witness, quote, I think parents just really need to know where their kids are and what their kids are doing. Um, maybe they did. Maybe they've, he's been trained to carjack. This was a TikTok challenge. An 11-year-old girl called 911 saying her friend had been kidnapped, and she went on and on about it, and the police showed up, and it was just a joke, and she was arrested. And so she will have some juvenile problems. So don't follow those TikTok challenges, folks. Well, the music means that uh, we have less than 60 seconds to wrap up this week's show. Uh, we should be back next week. But, Ideally. Uh, I'm Jeff. Thanks I'm Dave. for listening. 97.3, 97.7, FM, 1450 AM. We'll be back next week. Listening to the Talk of the Town, 97.7 FM and 1450 AM WAOV Vincennes and 97.3 FM WAOV Washington. Fox News, I'm Tom Graham. Hundreds of millions of people from California to the Northeast are under various heat advisories today as high temperatures scorch the nation. President Biden is blaming climate change.